Good morning, friends. Today's message, the mystery of unanswered prayer. I'm going to start off by sharing a little secret with you. And the secret is this. I am not the first person to have my prayers go unanswered. You know, in fact, the Bible is filled with stories of men and women who prayed to God in the moment of crisis. And God, for some reasons, sometimes explained and more often not explained, did not answer the prayers. Now, we don't hear much about that because our focus is naturally on the great answers that came just in the nick of time. I mean, most of us would rather hear about the parting of the Red Sea than about Trophimus being left sick in Miletus. I mean, miracles that did happen are more encouraging than stories of miracles that almost happened. But you know, as I flip through the pages of the Bible, as I go through the biblical narrative, I find no story of unanswered prayer that encourages me more in the account of Paul's unanswered prayer in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. In that passage, Paul reveals 14 years earlier he had been caught up into heaven and had seen things that no mortal man had ever seen before. It was probably the greatest experience of his life, and he never forgot what it was like. But when that experience was over, something else happened to Paul that would change his whole perspective on life. And I'm going to just tell you the story in his own words. It starts in verse 8. He says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Now, can you imagine that? The Apostle Paul, probably the greatest Christ follower who ever lived, the man who introduced Christianity to Europe, the man who wrote so much of the New Testament, that man, when he prayed about this need in his life, found that God did not, would not answer his prayers. It's kind of hard to believe that because we know that Paul was a man of prayer. I mean, he writes about prayer all the time in his epistles, in his letters. I mean, suppose Paul were to come to your church today and after the service said, now, I'll be glad to pray for any of you. Now, what would you do? <laughs> well, I know what I'd do. I'd get in line <laughs> and I'd ask Paul to pray for me. But here's a clear-cut case given in his own words of a time in his life when he desperately begged God over and over again to answer a specific prayer and God said no. Now, as I think about this, I gather great encouragement from it. It teaches me several important principles. One is that unanswered prayer sometimes happens to the best of Christ followers. Two, when it does happen, it's humanly unexplainable. And three, when it happens, God has a higher purpose in mind. In Paul's case, he kept on praying until God finally gave him an answer. Verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. You know, sometimes our prayers are not answered because God can do more through us by not answering our prayers than he can by answering them. Sometimes God's no is better than his yes. Now think of it this way. What would happen if God answered all of your prayers all of the time in the exact manner in which you prayed? I mean, forget for a moment that some of your prayers are kind of silly and short-sighted. Just suppose that God answered them all. Would that produce spiritual maturity in your life? I think not. If God always answered your prayers, eventually your trust would be in the answers and not in the Lord alone. But when God says no, we're forced to decide whether or not we're going to trust God, God alone, without the benefit of an answered prayer to lean on. Now, don't get me wrong. Answered prayer is wonderful, and if none of our prayers were answered, we'd probably stop praying altogether. But if all of our prayers were answered, we'd just end up taking God for granted. That's why I said unanswered prayer forces us to trust in God alone. 
And when we do, he alone gets the glory, for it is at that point that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Now, that's exactly what Paul is saying, and it's the testimony of Christ's followers across the centuries. We grow best in the darkness of pain and sadness, and yes, even despair. We learn a lot in the sunshine, but it seems we often grow best in the darkness. Sometimes it's better for us if our prayers are not answered immediately. Sometimes it's better if they're not answered at all. The great question is not, how can I get my prayers answered? The great question is, what will it take to draw me closer to God? I want to share some words that were attributed to a Civil War soldier who died in battle. He left these words behind. I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked for help that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing I asked for but everything I had hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am among men most richly blessed. Every time I read that, I kind of say, wow. You know, it is a great advance in spiritual understanding to be able to say, I got nothing I asked for, but everything I had hoped for. That brings me uh, to the conclusion. And the conclusion is this. Sometimes our prayers will go unanswered. Unless you admit that fact and deal with it as a Christ follower, you'll probably give up prayer altogether. To make matters worse, sometimes our prayers offered from righteous motives and pure hearts will seem to accomplish nothing. It's kind of as if the gateway to heaven is closed. But that's not true. God does hear every prayer, even the ones he chooses not to answer. And no prayer is entirely wasted, for even unanswered prayer may be used by God to draw us closer to him. In that case, we may say that it was better for our prayers to go unanswered that we might draw nearer to God. The final solution lies somewhere along these lines. When we pray, we tend to focus exclusively on the answers. God wants us to focus on him. Whatever will help us do that is what we really need. Now, sometimes that means our prayers will be answered in amazing and miraculous ways. Other times, our prayers will not be answered at all. Maybe you also remember the Old Testament guy by the name of Job. I mean, he lost his home, his money, his children, his health, his reputation. All that he counted dear was taken away from him. And when he finally hit rock bottom, filled with anger, wishing he were dead, he uttered these words of faith in Job 13:15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. It's as if he was saying to God, you can take my life, but you can't stop me from trusting you. Yeah, there's a note of belligerent defiance in those words. And yes, Job wasn't too happy about what God had done to him. And yes, he wanted his day in court. But underneath all of his anger, all of his pain was a bedrock of faith in God. I don't understand this at all, but I'm hanging on, Lord, and I'm not going to let go. And you know something, friends, that, that is the place to which God wants to bring us. Sometimes unanswered prayer is the only way to get us there. Now, having said all of that, we still need to know how to respond when we pray and God doesn't answer. What do we do? Well, I'm going to just share three suggestions with you. There's things that I, I really try to do. Uh, first of all, keep on praying as long as you can. 
I mean, sometimes God's answers are delayed for reasons beyond our knowledge. I mean, who can really say why a prayer which has been uttered a hundred times should finally be answered for the hundred and first time? But you know something? Sometimes it happens. From time to time, we hear stories of how people have prayed for a loved one for 20 or 30 years before the answer finally came. And we all know stories of how some people have made miraculous recoveries after the doctor had given up all hope. Should not we gain hope from such seeming miracles? And as you pray, don't be ashamed to beg God for a miracle. I mean, who knows? You might be surprised to find out that in the end, after you've given up all hope, God has moved from heaven to answer your prayers in ways you never dreamed possible. Now, second, give God the right to say no. See, in the ultimate sense, God already has that right, whether you acknowledge it or not. But if you never acknowledge that God has the right to say no to you, you might just end up being filled with anger and frustration and despair. To fight against God's right to say no to you is really the same as fighting against God. And I can tell you, that's a battle you're never going to win. I mean, how much wiser it is to say, Lord, I'm praying this prayer from the bottom of my heart, but even as I pray, I confess that you have the right to say no if that's what you think is best. I mean, you will sleep well at night when you learn to pray like that. And in this, we have the example of Jesus when he was betrayed in the Garden of Gethsemane with that sweat pouring off him like great drops of blood. In Matthew twenty six thirty nine, we read these words of Jesus. Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Now, if Jesus needed to pray that way, how much more do we? I mean, let God be God in your life. Give him the right to say no. And third, keep on doing what you know to be right. I mean, in the darkness of unanswered prayer, you may be tempted to give up on God. You may feel like tossing in the towel or checking out of the Christian life, but what good is that going to do? If you turn away from God, where will you go? So I'm just telling you, suggesting to you, praying for your friends. Keep on praying and believing. Keep on reading the scriptures. Keep on obeying. Keep on following the Lord. If you stay on the course in the darkness, eventually the light will shine and you will be glad that you didn't turn away in that moment of disappointment. Right now, we may see dimly as we march on through the shadows of life. But the day will come when the sunlight of God's love surrounds us as we stand in the presence of Jesus who loved us and gave himself for us. Until then, we move on through the twilight, knowing that some of our prayers will not be answered, no matter how hard we pray. But this fact sustains us on our long journey home. He did not say, my answers are sufficient, but rather he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion. God bless, and keep on praying.